the European Patent Office podcasts bring you an insight into the technology and innovation shaping the world. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Talk Innovation, the European Patent Office podcast. My name is Catalina Martinez, Senior Researcher in Economics and Policy of Science and Innovation at the Institute of Public Goods and Policies of the Spanish National Research Council. In today's podcast, we will be talking about patent and trademark concordance, a fascinating field in which our guest, Carolina Castaldi, has done some pioneering work, and I am sure that many of our listeners will be surprised to see how much they can profit from all the research she has already done. Welcome, Carolina. Hi, Catalina. So, thank you for joining. Patent and trademark concordance, that sounds interesting. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, so I've been working with the trademark data for some years, and it always struck me that in economic research about innovation, about technological change, there is a lot of focus on patents, but there's little effort to link patents to trademarks. Patents represent a wonderful data source when we want to understand innovation, when we want to understand patterns of technological inventions. And yet, combining patents with trademarks can allow us to better understand the type of products and services that patented technologies lead to. And so trademarks uh, are used by companies to flag the market introduction of new products and services. And what we see is that many companies would combine patents and trademarks in their innovation projects in a very complementary way. Typically, they would file for patents in the early stages of the innovation process, when they've come up with some new technological invention that they find worthwhile patenting. Later on, they will have a better understanding of how that patented technology might lead to new products or new services. And eventually uh, they will develop those uh, product ideas further up until the moment where they're ready to introduce that innovation in the marketplace. And that moment often will come with a filing of a trademark. Okay, so trademarks are useful to tell us what the use of the patented invention is, whether it has been commercialized or not, right? Yeah, so I see the combination of patent and trademark as very valuable. Mm -hmm. So on one hand, you have a number of requirements uh, before you can file and register the patent. And one of them is certainly a novelty requirement. You know, when we want to understand innovative activities, we can be sure that patents represent a certain degree of novelty. There is also a requirement of industrial applicability. On the other hand, there is no check that applicability actually happens. Trademarks do not require novelty for filing, but there is a requirement that the trademark is used in the marketplace. And so that so-called using market requirement tells us something about the fact that those trademarks refer to products and services that are actually in the market. So consumers or other firms can actually choose, uh, can actually buy or adopt those products and services. And can you tell us what were the results of your project and how did you approach these issues? 
So we basically wanted to better link these two really big databases that one can obtain uh, from, uh, on one hand, the patent offices, and the other hand, the trademark offices. So in Europe, we wanted to link the data from the European Patent Office to the data on trademarks from the EU IPO, uh, European Intellectual Property Office. And these are really huge databases where, on one hand, patents are classified by a number of classes uh, that refer to a whole variety of possible technologies, uh, technological classes. Mm -hmm. Instead, trademarks are classified by uh, so-called niche classes that are about specific markets. So uh, we wanted to link the technological classes of patents to the market classes of trademarks so that we could say, if you have inventive activity in a certain technology that can be linked to market activities uh, in the sense of new products and services in the trademark classes. And so we wanted to link through a concordance patent technological classes and trademark market classes. So that was the main idea. And did you manage? <laughs> we, we did manage, but we, we had to go through a number of steps uh, to achieve the concordance. One major issue was that the NIS classification that comes with trademarks only includes 45 very broad classes. Uh, so uh, while on the other hand, patent classification is much more detailed. So there was a mismatch in the two databases that we needed to solve. So what we did was basically to construct much more detailed market classes for trademarks based on basically on some textual information that comes with trademark filings. And so when companies file for a trademark, they don't only choose, of course, the name or the symbol uh, that will be the actual trademark, but they also have to describe the product or service in a short or a bit longer sometimes text. And so we have some text, some information that describes more specifically than the broad label of the class. And so we use this text to define kind of more detailed subclasses within these broad classes. So from 45 very broad classes, from software, ICT products to management services, we define within each category, so within the large ICT category, we define all possible very specific products that would fall in that category. We arrived at the classification of including about a bit more than 600 categories and we could match them more easily with the patent classes, which were also about 600. But Carolina, when I think about trademarks, I'm thinking of company names sometimes linked to a trademark. Like, I don't want to do any advertising of any company here, <laughs> but you are talking about a more detailed level of analysis, not a big company with all the products and all the patents and all the trademarks. How do you go to that detail uh, to get to the patent and trademark concordance? Good point. Uh, so typically we would tend to associate trademark and the related brands uh, to specific companies. So companies actually might have a whole portfolio of different trademarks. And indeed, uh, they might also differ in the strategies that they have in terms of the names they give to their different products. But what we see is that often when they come up with a really new product, that they will come up with a name that signals to consumers, hey, this is something new. 
And so they will file for a new trademark and they will, and the consumers will recognize it as new. And we also see that small companies eh, or young companies, they often start their existence with the name of the product that defines them. Do you have an example from your concordance of an invention that became an innovation and used patents and trademarks in the way? Yeah, I mean, there's there's many examples. Eh? So, of course, the, the patents will not resonate that much with uh, with people <laughs> in the sense that, you know, they are very specific on the technological developments that the company has been busy with. But we can think of many products or services that are out there and they would not have been possible without those technologies. And eh? so many green uh, products uh, or many uh, digital solutions. They often rely on those patented technologies that made them possible. And how will policymakers, researchers and managers use uh, the results of your project and how do you think they will? We feel that there's many potential applications of this linkage that we propose to, between uh, patents and trademarks. Uh, so uh, you mentioned managers. Uh, I can imagine that managers of technological companies, uh, they are investing a lot of money and efforts in research and development, and they uh, they also patent, and they might you know also wonder what type of product applications can be realized with those technologies. And so they could leverage the way we link patents and trademark to see, okay, what is possible in terms of products and services based on those technologies. It's a kind of business intelligence type of exercise that they can do. So they can see, okay, based on these technologies, what are products and services that other companies have developed? So they could also develop them. So this is for managers. Policymakers, I'm working now in the field of geography of innovation. So I talk a lot to regional policymakers. They might be interested in uh, facilitating certain type of uh, economic developments in their region. And so I think that it's about understanding not only which technologies have the potential to generate all kinds of benefits in terms of, for instance, knowledge spillovers to the region, but also in terms of the actual solutions, right? so the products and services that can, for instance, solve some of the challenges that are there in the regions. And maybe uh, a region has some sustainability goals that they need to meet, and so they would like to push the progress towards green products and solutions, or they may wish to become more digital and then they would push in that direction. I have a curiosity. In this concordance, have you found that patents come first or trademarks come first or both? It depends on the idea. We have validated our concordance using a really interesting project that UIPO, uh, that the European Trademark Office and the European Patent Office, EPO, have done together, uh, where they looked at how companies combine these two intellectual property rights. And what they found actually that the timing of the patent and the trademark on the same project is quite close to each other. So actually there is not a lot of time lag between uh, the filing of uh, patent and the filing of the trademark. Typically it's, yeah, the patent comes first, 
and then the trademark comes later. Even though there are some instances and that refer mostly to young companies, to Uh startups, as we call them, where you might find actually that the trademark comes first and the patent comes later for all kinds of reasons. eh? Uh For instance, because they they don't want to reveal the technological idea that they have in mind. And so they first file a trademark and then later on uh, they file for a patent. In what way was the support of the European Patent Office Academic Research Program useful to your project? Yeah, actually, so the funding comes also with feedback that you receive at an intermediate stage and also the final stage right before rounding up the project. Those two workshops uh, where we presented our project in the community of other scholars working on intellectual property rights, including former winners of these grants. Mm -hmm. And actually, we also uh, got in touch with a a previous grant beneficiary. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we linked to the the project by Gaetan de Rassenfosse. Mm -hmm. His team uh, was basically granted funding to create a link between patents and products. Mm -hmm. And since we were looking at products from the perspective of trademarks, it it sounded quite smart to combine efforts. Mm -hmm. So now uh, a spin-off of the current project is that we are working with the Gaetan de Rassenfonses team to try and uh, see what are linkages between uh, patents, uh, new product announcements and and trademarks. Uh, So to better understand the strategies that are behind that. Great. So this I think this links very well with uh, another question I had. What would be your advice to young researchers or maybe not so young researchers wanting to work at the interface of trademarks and patents like you have done and you are planning to do next? Well, yeah, my advice would be that there's lots of opportunities to to use trademark data in combination with patents, but also by themselves. For instance, innovations that do not have a technological element to them. Mm-hmm. And I think the data is becoming more and more available and it's really underexploited in economic research. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of cool things we can do to replicate a lot of uh, research done only with patents and to do that again with trademarks to see, okay, how do the results change? Do we learn something new? There's also plenty of information in trademark filings beyond simply counting trademarks. Uh, so this, for instance, the description of the products and services can be analyzed with a lot of cool techniques uh, related to text uh, mining, which we typically see exploited for patent research, but not yet so much for trademark research. Yeah, you mentioned text mining. We are both economists and I think that we cannot survive nowadays without computer scientists, right? Yeah, I mean, both patents and tracements are really big data. eh? Mm -hmm. So uh, it means they're really rich. There's a lot of analysis that one can do with them. And yeah, a lot of this analysis also involves uh, advanced data science techniques. Very interesting. What would be the main takeaways for our listeners, Carolina? Yeah, I think the main takeaway is that if you're working uh, uh, with patent data, it makes sense to consider combining patents with trademark data to better understand the application of patent technologies uh, and uh, their diffusion in the market. Uh, And so why not use this complementary data source, uh, which is available and with lots of information? Great. So I think we are coming to an end. And I would like to thank you, Carolina. 
And if our listeners want to know more about uh, Carolina Castaldi's project or other projects, please visit the dedicated website of the European Patent Office Academic Research Program. Bye, Carolina. Thank you, Catalina. Thank you. Bye. Subscribe to the European Patent Office's podcast channel, Talk Innovation at epo.org or on your favorite podcast platform. Let's talk innovation.